Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats fans. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. This might be a quick one because the doghouse hasn't called in yet. We just started the show. The Nationals with a 7-1 win over the New York Mets tonight in City Field. Big start from Gio Gonzalez on the mound. Gio Gonzalez, doghouse. Let's see if he comes on here. Doghouse, you there? I'm here. I'm here. Gio Gonzalez, six and one and eleven career starts in City Field before tonight. One five four ERA, one sixty three, two forty eight, two thirty three line against in the Mets home. Two and one on the year. One nine three ERA, two nine nine FIP, two point five seven walks per nine, seven point five zero Ks per nine, two oh five, two eighty two, two eighty two line against on the year. Three and two thirds scoreless to start, but he left a three one change up up for Ioannis Espedes, who hit it into the partycity.com deck to tie it up at one at that point. 84 pitches and five Ks in six innings, six and a third, leaves with the bases loaded after a long wait in the top of the seventh as the Nationals kind of beat up on the Mets at that point. Gio looked kind of tired when he got back out there, but overall, a really nice outing for him. He improves the seven and one career in City Field. Apparently, really likes the mound there or something. Yeah, let me find out what kind of dirt they have there, and you know, bring along uh, bring along with the team on the road or something. Get their get their get their campers or whatever it is they use. Um, yeah, Gio looked looked pretty good for uh, for for most of the game. He kind of hit the wall there, um, hit the wall in the seventh, but uh, we haven't seen a lot of what we've sort of come to get used to with, with Gio of him getting in a tough spot and sort of getting frustrated with himself. You know, if he doesn't get a call or someone blows a play behind him or if he's just struggling a little with a little bit with his command, it, it'll kind of snowball. So I, I guess the, the, the feed the family mantra or the, the, the Gio whispering that, that Maddox has been doing, you know, wh- whatever changes he's made to his approach or to, uh, the way he executes the mental game really seems to have paid off. I mean, we, we've been seeing this all season, and we, we saw it again tonight. He got into a couple of jams, but he got out of the jams. He gave up the home run. It didn't rattle him. You know, he, he finished, up, uh, finished up the inning just fine. Uh, this is not exactly a whole new geo, but it's certainly uh, an evolved and improved geo. And... Uh, I'm not as nervous as I used to be for uh, for his starts. So it was it was uh, it was nice to see him put together a good game like that. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. It was uh, it was very satisfying to see uh, see the bullpen pick him up after uh, after he did kind of hit the wall there. We could jump right to that. Uh Bear Rivero inherits bases loaded, one out jam in the seventh there. It's two weak ground outs and the threat. I really kind of, as much as I like Felipe Rivera already, I liked him even more after I saw him run over to first to cover on that second ground out and stomp on the base emphatically that he got that last out and got them out of that jam. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Kelly comes on after that. Another scoreless outing for him. Sammy Solis with a quick ninth there. Uh, it's really just a nice outing overall. Gio Gonzalez, a nice start, and then the bullpen combines for uh uh, two and two-thirds scoreless between Rivero, Kelly, and Solis. But really, uh, 
someone mentioned on Twitter, I, I want to get your take on this too, uh, 20th appearance or 21st maybe by Rivero so far this season in the first 40 games. It seems like a lot. Uh, I know Grant Paulson from 106.7 The Fan was also tweeting about having him bridge the gap between innings. You know, kind of playing with fire with the lefty there, but they seem to have a lot of faith in him and they're giving him some tough spots to go out there and he got him out of the jam tonight. It was a really nice outing by Rivero. Yeah, that's that's the problem when you have a, a, a shiny toy that's as, as shiny and useful as Rivero is. You just want to use it all the time. And um, please, please don't break Felipe Rivero, but please keep putting him out there every possible opportunity. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck there on that one. Uh, and, and I will mention, I know I, know I mentioned this uh, uh, in a, a, a recent podcast about how Dave Cameron from Fangraphs said something about the nasty view Sean Kelly in high leverage situations. Well, I, I think he's now made it his personal message mission to mention this every time someone asks him about the Nats bullpen in a web chat because it happened again this week. Someone asked him about the Nats bullpen and he said, it'll be better as soon as they use Sean Kelly in high leverage situations. And, you know, he, he wasn't really in a high leverage spot uh, today, but he, he came right out and got some big outs. So, uh, I, I think part of the part of the issue here is developing enough trust in the rest of the bullpen that it doesn't have to be Rivero every time. And you know, with the the reemergence of, of Sammy Solis and maybe Sean Kelly getting some more looks and getting some some bigger uh, bigger game situations to pitch in, um, I, I think we can, I hope, preserve Rivero enough that. Uh, he can uh, come into the game in the biggest spots in the biggest games and uh, do his magic all season. Big Bart on the mound for the Mets tonight, owner of the unofficial slowest home run draw in MLB history, 3-2 and two on the year, uh, in eight games, seven games start, 3-5-3 ERA, 3-5-3 FIP, 7.48 Ks for nine, 0.83 walks per nine, which ends up being important. 270, 293, 435 line against, and 42 and a third before tonight. He'd walked four batters total in 42, 42 and a third before tonight. Walked four in the first three innings tonight. Ended up giving up five walks on the night, which is kind of shocking for him. Uh, it was a rough day. I don't want to get into the personal stuff that was in the tabloids today, but hard to imagine that didn't put, uh, make some kind of impact on what was going on out there for him tonight. Uh, Murphy with a two-out single in the third, one nothing at that point. Rendon, a two-out, two-run single in the fifth, three to one. Uh, he ends up hanging around for four and two-thirds innings, five hits, those three earned runs, five walk totals, 4K. Uh, just not what you expect to see from Bartolo Colon with that walk total. is kind of shocking, and Nats were willing to take him. They took 11 walks total on the night, which is kind of ridiculous and made for an extremely long game in City Field. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you were texting me. It was like we were watching AL baseball. Uh, it, you know, it's 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 a shame that this this off the field stuff sort of has to gets into the situation uh, and and affects the the, the the product on the field. But it, it occurred to me as we were talking that Bartolo Colon is kind of what uh, what you would expect if Levon Hernandez and Sidney Greenstreet had a baby together. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he did have a very sort of un, un-Bart 
performance today with uh, with with all the free passes. Uh, they they were adding, trying to keep track of them all in the broadcast and saying incredibly jinxy things like how many free passes can a team get before they break the break the game open? And I think, oh, you say that, you know, we're going to see a triple play here pretty soon. Uh, walk the bases loaded and then get them all out on one sharply hit ground or the third. But uh, it, it was it was nice to see the Nats, even though they did kind of struggle with his his wily veteran craftiness uh, a little bit, put put together at least a few runs against him and uh, be willing not to go chasing all those appealing looking slow pitches that aren't quite in the zone and aren't quite reachable, even though. Uh, Daniel Murphy did do that, but somehow managed to get an RBI single out of it anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he has like some some line on the Cardinals devil magic that they use to get their weird weird Babbitt increases. But uh, I, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I, I don't know at this point. I'm just googling pictures of Sydney Green Street and trying my best not to imagine <laughs> how they how they procreate. <laughs> moving, moving on. Jason Worth, a <laughs> uh, big night from Worth, uh, two for two, three walks on the night, three runs scored, and, uh, Daniel Murphy, uh, one for four, two RBIs on the night, Rendon, too, good to see him and Worth heating up, they provided a lot of the offense tonight, two for three, uh, two walks for Rendon as well, as everyone was getting free passes tonight, as I described it as free pass night at City Field, but... <laughs> Uh, Wilson, Wilson Ramos came up big too. There's so many changes in here. I can't even find his name in the box score. There he is, one for two with two RBIs late in the game. But really nice to see uh, Jason Worth and Anthony Rendon, two guys who've been struggling at the plate. And we've talked about a lot. Kind of have a good night out there. Whether that was more due to the Mets pitching or uh, those two getting locked in a little more. Either way, I'll take it. Yeah, uh, it, it's easy to be dismissive and just say, "Oh, it's Cologne," but. We've had plenty of games against Big Bart where the Nats have come out looking mighty foolish. Uh, you maybe don't expect that out of Worth. He's he's a, a canny veteran who's who's aware of some of the wily tricks that uh, could be coming his way there. But uh, they they both put together decent at bats against uh, against the uh, Mets relief pitching. Uh, insert ungenerous remark about Mets relief pitching here, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not a big believer in uh, where you hit in the lineup having an effect on uh, on what your performance is. But then again, I, I'm not a professional baseball player. I, I don't really know what it's like to have to get your head into the place where you can regularly go up and face a 92-mile-an-hour fastball and somehow put a bat on it in a useful way while also dealing with off-speed and breaking pitches and, and atrocious strikes on calling robot umpires now, please. But uh, if switching them around got them into the space where their mental approach is going to give them success, awesome, because they were certainly both uh, the most successful guys in the lineup here today. Uh, Dusty Baker's talked a lot, too, about how they've struggled to get two out hits, struggled to drive runners in when they had the opportunities. But both of the first two uh, hits that drove them in, uh, Daniel Murphy in the third, Anthony Rendon in the fifth, both two out hits. And uh, just good to see the Nationals actually come through in some clutch, if clutch existed situations. And uh, <laughs> in particular, well, Daniel Murphy, I guess we shouldn't be surprised at this point that he keeps hitting. He had another big hit that was like, absolutely robbed by a fantastic catch by Juan Lagares in center. I don't know if you want to talk about that in particular, but the two out hits are big tonight. And 
uh, just props to Juan Lagares on that catch. I'm still kind of shocked that he actually made that catch running backwards, catching it over his shoulder somehow on the track. Just kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was it was practically Span-esque, except it was a little show buddy and how hard he made it look. You know, Span would have caught that without uh, without having to, to – Span would have caught it in front of him. Beat it, beat it to the track and turn around to catch it face it forward. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, – no, it, it, you're right with the two out hits. I tend to notice those more, uh, or sort of preferentially, because those have bigger WPA, and I write about the WPA. But uh, Murphy, two out hit. Rendon, two out hit. Ramos, two out hit. Uh, the, the the Nats have actually been scoring a lot with two outs lately. Um, I, I'm not sure if this is the fault of people who are getting out with people in, on base in front of them, or a particular merit of people coming through uh, when uh, when the situation is tense, but you know I'll, I'll I'll give the nod to to people coming through because you know I'm a homer for now. <laughs> the Mets were nine and three in the last twelve against the Nats before the night. Uh, nine of their last eleven at home wins, and nine of their last eleven at home. It kind of seems like the, over the last year plus, the tables have turned. After the Nationals were fifteen and four against the Mets in 2014, if, if anything's going to motivate you, a season-long whipping like that probably should get the Mets motivated. <laughs> but nice to see the Nationals come out here and get a pretty decisive win against a team that's kind of had their number the last year or so. Yeah, it is uh, the the you know the the, the previous struggles that the the Mets have had against the Nets, I, I think had a lot to do with the relative state of the franchises and where they were in terms of trying to trying to regear or reload or wait for the right prospects to come up. You know, the, the Nets are certain or the Mets are certainly on an upswing phase right now. And uh, for the, the Nets to be able to catch them like this and, and put a, a good win on them, that's, uh, th- that's encouraging because, you know, we, we talk about it over and over again. This season is most likely going to come down to the head-to-head matchups between the contenders. So once the Nets get back together with the Phillies and can start beating on them to keep them, you know, down in second place where they belong instead of in contention <laughs> for first, that's uh, that's going to decide this this, uh, this division. I'm just pulling up the standings right now to see how it is. Phillies in second, <laughs> 24 and 17, 17, a half game back. Mets now a game and a half back. They wrap up this series in City Field tomorrow night. Steven Strasburg, 6-0, 2-9-5 ERA on the mound against Matt Harvey, who's struggling a bit, 3-5, 4-9-3 ERA. Should be a nice matchup in the series finale there. As I mentioned the other night, I'm going to be in City Field, so the show might be a little late tomorrow night, but looking forward to a nice night at the park. And as a spectator for a change, should be a nice change of pace. That's uh, nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. 7-1 tonight in City Field, rubber match tomorrow. Strasburg versus Harvey should be a marquee matchup in the uh, City Field. I was going to say the nation's capital, and I stopped myself. <laughs> Last minute at <laughs> Marquee matchup on TV in the nation's capital. That's right. Talk to you tomorrow night, sir. Maybe a little bit later than usual, but we'll likely get a show in. Go Nats.